Welcome to the WeChat Divorce Podcast, conversations about real people, real situations, and real divorce, where your hosts, Karen Shalhoub and Katherine Shanahan, co-founders of Divorce You Solutions, share their personal and professional experience to demystify the big business of divorce. Get ready to gain clarity and even have a laugh or two. It's time for WeChat Divorce. Hi, I'm Karen, and I'm here with Catherine, and we're excited for the opportunity to talk about what's really going on out there in the divorce world. We'll be joining you once a month to create and continue conversation about real people. We'll talk about some current situations that all of us may know in the celebrity world or in our own local hometown. We're going to also talk about real situations. This is what Catherine and I call the you-can't-make-this-stuff-up piece. Every client, every person has their own unique story. And we're also going to talk about real divorce, discussing the human element of divorce from a variety of perspectives. And we'll chat about some tools we can all use when we get stuck. Today is our second episode, and we're gonna be talking about our first year after divorce. Let's start out with real people that you've probably heard about who have made it through the divorce. Catherine. I know. So in the real world, you know, we hear about the movie stars. We're all, myself included, we catch ourselves watching Entertainment Tonight, The Insider, and we think of those stars of being just, you know, up on the stage. They're away from us. You know, we can't touch them, but they really do go through the same feelings and the same problems. Um, Drew Barrymore, she's been divorced now for a year. And I don't know. I love Drew. You see her. I do too. Yeah, she's so cute, and she always looks happy. And believe it or not, this is her third marriage, which I didn't even really know. Oh. But she has two adorable children. And it was interesting when she was interviewed recently, um, a year later now, divorced, and she's only in her 40s, which I can relate to because, you know, that's when I got divorced. Um, She really had this... um, idolized vision of what her family was supposed to look like and divorce was just not going to be an option once she had her children because these children are for her marriage but she made the same statement and I know that you've heard this often um, and this is quoted by her saying when you break up with somebody you're like yeah that didn't work but when you get divorced you're like I'm the biggest failure this is the biggest failure I'm so shameful and it's so hard to actually go through that even privately So they don't get to do it privately, but we don't realize that they still, even though she's so successful and she has so many things that a lot of us wish we had, um, she still walks around feeling like a failure because she didn't provide that normal family she thought she would provide. So Catherine, do you think she felt more of a failure because she was a child of divorce? Didn't I read she was a child of divorce as well? She said because of the way she grew up, Yeah, she wanted to, when she decided to have children, raise that perfect family, you know, with the white picket fence, I guess, and the husband and wife that were the mom and dad. And then it didn't really work that way. So she thought it was her fault. She was a failure. And I don't know if just having the three marriages made her feel more of a failure or that this time around she couldn't make it work and she had the children. I don't know, but I'm going to put it out there that I would think whether it's your first marriage or your fifth, Mm -hmm. the feeling of guilt and failure just kind of resides in all of that emotion. And it does. And I mean, I felt like a failure in a way as well, because you have these children looking at you and you think, should I have made it work for them? So I get what she's saying. And I think all of us do. 
So even though she's a movie star, we can think about our neighbors or our friends or just people that we see or ourselves and say, where did I fail? And maybe maybe I did fail in some way. And maybe we all do in some mm-hmm. way. But I don't know. They do have that saying, you know, you can't succeed unless you fail. Yeah, so maybe the feeling's true. not that bad. It's just what you do with it. So even though they're movie stars and we hear all these stories, um, we, we relate to it as well. As a matter of fact, we say this every day. We, we do. Can't, we can't make this stuff up, the stuff that we hear all the time. Uh, we have the real situations that happen. And right now... You know, what this week, what did you have? A client, and we're going to call her Sally. So our clients will always be Harry and Sally. Unless, of course, Dick pops up, and that'll be <laughs> Dick and Jane. Okay. We do use these scenarios a lot. <laughs> um, as a matter of fact, I think our online course uses these scenarios. It does, Harry and Sally. So Sally comes into our office. She's about nine months, maybe a year post-divorce, and... She comes in, like a lot of clients do post-divorce, with this huge box of papers. And she's just filed a petition to modify because she doesn't think she's getting the support she deserves. And also there's some issue about reimbursements. So she filed the petition herself because she's out of money to pay attorneys. She was referred to us, though, right? Yeah, she was referred to us. After she filed? I don't remember. Um, it, I, I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, Sally, like most clients, they come in and, and they feel like that since they made it all the way through the divorce, somehow things are going to be easier and they're going to be done, but she's still sitting there not able to make ends meet. So what we did, or what I did first, is helped her break down all of that paper in the box to truly about five documents that were important to her in that time. Most of the information in those documents she really wasn't aware of. And her ex-husband and his attorney were really pushing back using language that wasn't really in the documents. So I was able to pull the documents, create a timeline so that she understood what happened in the divorce, what she agreed to, and how things stood right then and there. Then, of course, I called Catherine in, and Catherine helped her understand that What was happening post-divorce wasn't what was supposed to have happened. She helped her understand how she was, for lack of a better word, being abused by the system. Financially. Yes, financially. Mm -hmm. Thank you for clarifying that. (laughs) (laughs) She wasn't getting what was owed to her and what was agreed to. And she was reduced to a minimum wage job. She was hardly able to make ends meet. So we helped her understand what was going on. Catherine did some calculations about what should be happening. We connected her in with an attorney. The attorney represented her. Oh, wait, the first attorney that we connected her in with. Oh, that was was a nightmare. Oh, it was Mm -hmm. really sad. So the hearing came, petition to modify. She was going to make things better for Sally, and the attorney didn't show up for the hearing. So Sally calls me. What do I do? kind of walked her through. I said, you walk in. If you're not getting what you want, walk out. So she did, to her credit. And um, so then I had to connect in, get all of her money back, connect her in with another attorney who did a great job. She helped her understand that there were a couple things that she needed to do. And so through all that, she got her support increased. She got the monies, the reimbursements owed to her. 
and now she can make ends meet, and she's so much happier. I think I remember this Sally. So didn't she bring her financial advisor with her? She did. Okay, yes. She did. Okay. Yes. So it's interesting because even a year later, they're still so unsure and they're scared. So they, I know that they, a lot of people ask us if they can bring somebody with them to their consults or their appointments, and we, of course, say yes. yes. It's up to you. Um, but I remember sitting there saying, okay, we may want to talk about this further because they're getting, they still get so much direction from so many people that don't mm-hmm. even understand what their actual agreement said. Right. They do, he was doing it, the financial advisor, the perception that he had, that mm-hmm. he thought she should have had based on what her ex-husband was doing for a living because he was you know, a successful uh, med- in the medical field and so forth. And I remember just sitting there saying, okay, we need another consult. So your timeline was so great and the way you go through the documents and point them out um, so that we could have just focused on the knowns. And now she's very happy. Um, Well, and speaking of the knowns, a reason that she's happier and more confident is she gets it now. She understands how it's supposed to work. She can articulate what's on that paperwork to anybody. She's not at... She's not a victim of the process, so we really do help people engage in it and make it their own. So Karen, does it amaze you, because you're so, you know, follow the document, follow the order, what's the order, where it's supposed to be, does it amaze you still to this day when people come in? Now she wasn't, in this scenario, it was her bonus was not being paid to her. Right. According to the agreement. Right. So it's in black and white, and mm-hmm. we saw that. But are you amazed how people don't follow? You know, they get more emotional mm-hmm. than following their own order because you're such the order follower. <laughs> I'm the emotional. I've been trained. Yes. <laughs> I know it must frustrate you. Yeah, it does. You know what? It frustrates me because it doesn't have to be that hard. It really just took one or two sessions to help her know all that she needed to know to move on. So do you have a tip for someone that perhaps doesn't talk to us or they don't feel comfortable going to someone because they're, first of all, they don't know that we're here or two is they're afraid they're going to spend money. If you could take your divorce decree and the timelines that you speak about or all of those papers and your Mm -hmm. decree and you, is there a way to just go through there and maybe highlight something that you may, you think may not have been done or line up a procedure to do that? Mm. You know what? Divorce is as unique as individuals are unique. I don't, I've never met a client who's the same. Their situation's the same. The way they process information, that really comes into play because if, if, if they process information by reading versus by hearing versus by seeing, you have to pick up on that so that they can really own it because of the emotions. And I think you are so good at helping people navigate through their emotions. And I think as we move on um, to this next segment of real divorce, the human element, that even though we do deal with real situations that divorce you, We know it's just as important to focus on the human element, something that, again, Catherine is very good at. So, Catherine, I think you could take how we help Sally and then, because you spent some time with her, too, just helping her know that moving ahead, she's going to be okay. And you gave her tools to help her do that. 
Well, thank you. I think you gave me too, too much credit here. I Not think really. you really helped her because she was really following that guideline. Like, you're really good at setting those timelines. Yes, the timelines. <laughs> thank <lines>. you. <laughs> um, so you're very patient about reading those documents. And I think that she knew in her mind her, her emotions were telling her one thing. Her daily life was telling her one thing. But she didn't know how to really focus on what the words were saying in front of her and I think that's where your strength is well over mine is that taking those words and saying this is what this means here Mm -hmm. so putting the two together which I guess is why we're good together um, is great and that's why she did well because you actually laid out that and then I was able to say now that this is covered you have this Mm -hmm. covered and this is what you'll have to live with this is how we move forward Right. Um, and let's talk about some of the things your financial advisor said that I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> but how we got here with the um, um, the human element of that is that article. Right. So I wrote an article and it was published in the Divorced Moms. Ten truths about my first year of divorce. If you follow Divorced Moms at all, I encourage you to go find this article. It's excellent. And we're going to talk a little bit about it today. It was really interesting with this article. We got, uh, I think, 6,000 readers for that article. Over a weekend. Right. And what was, what was interesting is because it's really just something I wrote one night when I was feeling a little sad for myself. Right um, after your A divorce? year later, or oh, a couple yeah. of years later, and I found it recently, and then I rewrote it, right? So it is about the 10 truths on how you actually feel, and not that we have to go through them all. Other than the normal, you know, I was sad and cried every day type of things um, and being embarrassed, I really want to hit on an article that somebody posted on LinkedIn, and it was how men feel after a first year of divorce. So it was kind of ironic that it was in there. I read it over the weekend. But it came to one of the ones that I mentioned here, and it was... um, wishing uh not wondering if i was messing my kids up and missing my ex those are two that i had down here yeah and i saw in this article that men mostly feel even though they want the divorce they're not realizing how their lifestyle is changing and even though they weren't maybe they were the providers and weren't home all the time that year later, they realized that, oh my gosh, I don't get to hear the daily running around of the kids or even the daily crying or the, you know, the chaos that was there. And so it really bothered them. And that is such a big thing, I think, on both sides of the table. And when I was reading, there were this article got about 22 comments and I read them. And it brought me to that quote that you love that I say, which is, divorce does not mess your kids up, mm-hmm. but it's how both parents behave before, during, and after divorce that can mess your kids up. So in reading this article about the men's feelings and in the, the 10 things that I wrote about myself mm-hmm. and the comments we've got on that, I realized that we're really basically the same. If we could all just look at each other and realize that we both feel the same way and that we care about our kids and that's the reason we had them, then consider that all of the time. And that first year won't be as bad because you'll at least have some kind of respect for each other. One of the things in this article was, men have the same issue, the sense of loss, the feeling somehow undermined or absolute sadness by the way they lost the touch with their children out of anger or fury, by the way they they feel treated by the courts, um, that they have lost out in some way or another. And then a couple of men said in a lot lot of ways they admired their ex-wives. 
because they knew their relationship was dead and they were leaving, living hollow lives, but they would have never called it off because they didn't want to really separate or lose that touch with their kids. But in the long run, knowing how painful it was anyway, rather than living that hollow existence, they're both happier now, or at least they had the potential to be happier. Wow. So it's really, you know, I know men get a lot of, you know, hard knocks, and I know women can get some hard knocks too. Um, but if everyone would just start thinking about that, acknowledging that you could be sad, the person could be sad, acknowledging some of these things I listed, you know, I was exhausted trying mm. to juggle everyone. I was financially terrified, just like Sally, you just spoke about, you know, that's yeah. a really scary thing to be financial. And I have the financial background. Um, I dreaded going to all those events by myself for the first time. I did miss my ex, which sounds so weird. Um, I miss being married. I don't miss being married to him, but I mm -hmm. miss being married. Um, you know, you always wonder about your kids if you're messing them up. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And I know everybody's situation is completely different. I was really young. My kids were really small. And I think the path ahead, while it was scary from a legal standpoint, I tend to be a person that just moves ahead and I get up every day and I keep moving ahead. But as it related to my children, that was in my mind every day. Oh my God, you know, I don't know if we're all going to be okay. And I would get letters from the church members. Some of my friends who I thought were my friends wouldn't let their kids play with my kids anymore. So I really was challenged with that. So while I wasn't challenged with other things, I I really was challenged. You get a little with emotional. The, I know. I remember yeah. that yeah. just by you bringing that up. Mm -hmm. That that was terrifying. For you know, me. as you're getting emotional <clears throat> here with us, and don't do that because then I'll get emotional. Okay. <laughs> um, but it it goes to show that's how many years ago? Wow. Thirty. Oh my gosh. Thirty years ago. You're that old? No, it can't be thirty years ago. Twenty years ago. 20 years ago. Yeah. So even 20 years later, if we all just acknowledge that those emotions still come up mm -hmm. and that if we can learn to just treat a little bit differently, which is why mm -hmm. we're trying to demystify this whole divorce process, yeah. because our kids are interacting with each other. So it's only better for all of us as a mm -hmm. whole. And we are remarrying. I mean, divorce rate second time around is high, but um, it's I think it's 60 percent the second time around. But 34% wow. of marriages end at their 20th anniversary. So you're 20 years with someone. Just show a little bit of respect there. Yeah. And, you know, I talk about this because this is going to be personal, is that sometimes people make decisions that they should, in that first year, you need that time to just really be who you are and let, let all the emotions go. Let your kids experience what they're going to experience. But a lot of times people do things that they shouldn't do. They put it on Facebook, or they get a girlfriend, or they get a boyfriend, and they have to introduce their kids to them that it doesn't last, or... They buy a car or a house and haven't figured out their budget yet. Yes. So many things. There was a, a gentleman I met one time golfing, and he worked for a big investment company in New York, and he was getting divorced. And his four-year-old daughter was calling him, and she was hysterical, and he was moving from the island to the city. And he was doing it all at the same time. And I said, well, why would you do that now? And he goes, well, the commute is so much easier. I said, but your daughter feels like she's losing her dad in the same 
home, now the same town. She doesn't know what's going on. She's four, and I know that you seem like a good dad. Why wouldn't you just wait? You have the financial means. He said, oh, my gosh, I never thought about that. I never really thought how it would affect her. So sometimes it's just doing things, maybe waiting a little bit longer. And then you're showing respect to the other partners. And it goes both ways. You know, don't, you don't need to flaunt this stuff. Give yourself that time. Because a year later, a lot changes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. One step at a time and allowing things to kind of develop at their own pace is not only easier for us or anyone going through a divorce, but it's also easier for everybody around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because sometimes once it's over, you want to get away from it and you want to change it and, you know, find who you are, whatever. Right. And that can bite you in the butt, so to speak. Right. I mean, it took me two and a half years to be ready to move on. Wow. It took my ex, uh, I think, two weeks, but. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, let's move on from that. <laughs> That's what it seemed like to you, right? (laughs) No, it really was true. (laughs) I think just kind of remembering that, that no matter if you're a celebrity or 20 years old, 30 years old, 40 years old, really, the post-divorce effect is kind of the same for all of us. It's a lot of emotion, a lot of data, a lot of creating your new independence. And um, hopefully we've said something today that will help you. Make sure you tie up those loose ends. If you're questioning anything that was in your agreement that may not have um, been followed through with, make sure that happens. Create yourself a timeline. Go through your decree. Come to us at Divorce You Solutions or find someone like us um, to get the answers that you need, to just have the clarity to move forward. That's a whole separate podcast, I think. Try to respect each other. Don't make decisions that are based on bitterness so that you can move on benefit you and your children in the long run. Catherine, can you tell me who wrote that LinkedIn article? Oh boy. Is it on there? Lucy Cavendish. C-A-V-E-N-D-I-S-H? Yes. Okay, great. We'll try to put a link to that at the bottom too because that was a very good article, I believe. So thanks all for joining our community. We would love to hear from you and love to hear your positive steps that you're taking for yourself every day. Let us know in the comments section. Reach out to us via email, Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. We want to be a part of your community as well. So if you have a topic, if you have a question, if your circle of friends or your circle of conversation is talking about a topic that you think would be helpful if we covered, please let us know. Find us on Facebook and put your comment there. You can also email us as well at info at divorce, the letter U, solutions, Oh, and please, please like our Facebook page and our Instagram page. And for more information about who we are and what we do, please visit our website at www.divorce.com. And although divorce is never easy, although your life may be changing, change can be good. We want you to know you're not alone and you will be okay. We'll talk to you soon. We chat because you matter.